Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. It's the Recruiting Animal here on June 7th, June 7, 2017. And I'm just going to give you a little brief message before I start the show. I follow an English journalist on Facebook. His name is Adam Labor, L-E-B-O-R. Not the greatest name. I admit that's his name. And the other day, he posted a picture of uh, Ariane or Ariana. Boy, am I screwed up. Ariana Grande's makeup concert in Manchester. And there was a big image on stage that said, One Love Manchester. One Love Manchester. So Adam said, I am glad that this concert is taking place, but I'm not sure that love is the answer. I'm not sure that love is the answer. And that reminded me that this is the 50th anniversary of the summer of love that was when the hippies came to public awareness to general public awareness and the idea that all you need is love became very popular and it also made me think of course about an article i saw on linkedin a couple of days ago some hiring manager was telling recruiters never to call anyone at work because he said, I actually, I think he said, don't even email anybody at work because it's very, very unprofessional. And it made me think that this guy was like those hippies who didn't realize that love is not the answer. After the attacks in Manchester and London, the British police said that what they have to do to get these killers is go after them before they become fully radicalized and talk them out of their stupid ideas. In other words, you have to take them on and tell them that what they're thinking is wrong. And it's the exact same for recruiters. You don't kowtow to these dopes who don't understand the real world. No, you call them up and you teach them. A thing or two, and that's what we're going to do here today on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry. Actually, everybody, Jerry's not here, you know. The guy schedules his business calls for just at the time that the show is on. Tells me a few minutes before we get going. Oh, I don't think I'll be there. Run the tape. Anyway, thank you, Jerry, for nothing. Okay? And I'd like to thank my sponsors as well. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, and Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the hot new sourcing tool it's still new and it's still hot okay and everybody don't forget last week jim durbin our good friend was here he's got a a new recruiter training program and you can check it out at sourcingworklab.com sourcingworklab.com 
lab.com. And now, since I don't have to talk to Jerry, let's bring on the guest, Mike Rasmussen. Are you there? I'm here, Animal. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Mike? Good. It's good to be back, man. Good, good. Yeah, okay, fine. Anyway, here's Mike's. Uh, actually, Mike, do you know any songs from uh, those love, you know, all those love songs? Are you going to San Francisco? All you need is love. Do you know any of those? We can do a, a couple of lines. Sure. I left my okay. heart in San Francisco. Okay. No, no. I think I don't know if okay. I'm if I don't know if I'm on the right. <laughs> you're but from uh, you the fifties, not you're a fifties guy, not a sixties guy. <laughs> okay. But I was thinking about like love, love, love. Do, 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 do. Anyway, uh Mike M I K E R A D P at M I K E. E R A D P. That's Mike's uh, Twitter address. Uh, if you want to criticize him during the show, he calls himself a senior talent Be acquisition. Nice. Yeah, he calls himself a senior talent acquisition business partner. What does that mean? Quickly, as fast as possible. Well, it's it's a glorified title, but basically, it's a, a recruiter. So I'm a corporate recruiter. Okay, you're so. a corporate recruiter, and you're recruiting IT people, right? Well, sometimes. I mean, that's what, part of what I do. Who do you do, recruit? Tell us. I put you as IT. Who do you recruit? What kind of people? Operations, uh, implementation, project managers, business analysts. Uh, so I guess you could, you know, you could incorporate no, no, okay. IT what into that. What does operations so. mean? What does operations mean? Client-facing positions primarily. So. What does that mean? They, what, so what kind of client-facing? So these, these uh, let's just put it this way. I've got... Um, uh, positions where I bring in folks that are, you know, facing the clients, account manager type folks who manage sales the relationship. Salespeople, account managers, is that what you're talking about? Account managers who maintain the relationship with our clients for a specific yeah, okay. Well, don't uh, make needs. me beat it out of you. And you know what? I got a message for the job board doctor who's not listening. He said he doesn't listen to the show. But he said when he has listened, he doesn't find it intense. Well, it is intense, and I'm going to prove it right now, okay? Now, you okay. call yourself I've, a full life cycle recruiter. What does that mean, full life cycle recruiter? Well, it means I take the initial uh, requisition once it's approved, and then I take it all the way to completion up to offer and close. So I, I, okay. also, I do As inbound to, and outbound so and everything else. you do sourcing and recruiting. Hold on. Yeah. You do sourcing yep. and recruiting. That's what it means, right? You do sourcing and recruiting. That's, that's, that's exactly what full what life means. cycle means. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now you tell us on your LinkedIn profile that your Myers Briggs personality type is E N F N F P. First of all, everybody knows the Myers Briggs is garbage. Okay. Nobody respects it anymore. Why do you put that there? It's just a way that you know people can understand who I am a little bit. Well, you know, what does that they, mean they... about you, E N F P? What does that mean? Very briefly. Okay. <laughs> Well, it means I'm extroverted for sure, and then yeah. it also means uh-huh. I've got in, intuition. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of feely, you know. Um, so I use my intuition and my my um, my intuitiveness to figure out people and get to the bottom of things, and then okay. And solve do you hug your candidates? Way. And you know, when someone gives you a job order, do you hug them? Is that what you meant? <laughs> no. So I gotta tell they, you. <laughs> there we, we had a guy who has a, a shop with a hundred recruiters. Uh, what was his name? Chapkin. Uh, I can't remember. It's Jeff Chapkin, I think his name was. He's got a hundred recruiters, and he said he never leaves a, a client meeting without a hug. So you said you're touchy feely. Why not? You know, 
you hug well, your I don't really hug people. It just it means I use my intuition and my my perception to figure things out. Okay, I'm okay, finished that with means. that. Okay, I'm finished okay, with you're finished. that. Go on. Do, you, do you force your employees? I don't know in your company. I you don't. I don't know about you personally. Do you force them to post good reviews of your company on Glassdoor? No, um, I think it's voluntary. I mean, they they actually go out there. Our our company has a 3.5, which is you know it's pretty good. I mean, we're shooting for higher than that, but yeah, I mean overall it's not too bad. Uh, but you, you know, you keep driving that, and you live the culture. Hold and on. You, so, you try to uh, does somebody uh, does somebody in the recruiting uh, department send messages out to the staff to say, "Hey, if you want to, guys, want to promote us on Glassdoor, here's how to do it." How do the employees find out about it? Do you does your company institutionalize in some way the um, posting of good reviews by your own employees? Yes or no? I'm not clear on what you said. Uh, I would say yes to some degree. I mean, it, it starts with a good hiring experience, so you do the best you can to, to make the, the onboarding and hiring experience as good as it can be for the candidates. So, I mean, you follow up and you make sure they have no, good outcomes. No, that's not what I said. I said, so, no, no, listen to me, really. listen to me. Does Joe yeah. Blow come into work and find an email at his desk that says, hey, if you want to say something nice about your company on Glassdoor, this is how you do it. This is what we suggest you say. Yes or no? You do not that. Necessarily. It, it, we, not we necessarily. Not necessarily is not a no. So yes we do it no? mainly with – we do it with new hires mainly. So new hires that we've brought on board, we send out a note to them and say, hey, you know, if you want to um, rate us on Glassdoor, if you had a good experience, make sure you do that. And no matter what, we want to hear your feedback. So okay, once so they that's provide their, their, that, yeah. oh, 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 that's their candidate experience. What about the people right. who've actually had a few years in there working there? You know, as far as I know, I don't think we send sure. those out formally, but people do rate us. And, you know, the one thing I've found is that, you know, the more responsive you are, you know, to that, you keep an I always check out Glassdoor to see what people are saying. Okay, and well, then, does anybody, you know, when you're out, uh, uh, you listen to me, Mike, come on. When hey, you're welcome out to the recruiting. company. If you'd like to keep your job, leave a review. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, Jim. Jim, I already said your, company, your, your name. People are particularly receptive the day after they're hired. I'm yeah. kidding. It's, I mean, it's that's also usually when when we send the it, right? That that's what There's we usually feel, do. So. They're the happiest that first day before reality sets in. So that's the best time. Okay, to that's, uh, like uh, that's true. Yeah, there's the that's, no reality. That's, true. that's my that's point. True. But Mike Rasmussen, when you're out sourcing and recruiting people, do you find that they ever mention Glassdoor to you? Say, hey, I saw this on Glassdoor they that I don't do. like. Give us an yeah, example. Yeah, they do. And, so, you know, there was the other day someone mentioned something to me and I said, well, you know, let me let me address that. You know, that was, you know, here's here's no, uh, what did they mention? What did they mention? They were, you know, they were concerned about, you know, a certain particular aspect of, you know, a budget scenario at the company. And, and that came up and and I said, well, you know, let me address that. You know, here's you know, we're double A rated on a few things here. And um, that was probably one person's experience. But here's. Here's X, Y, and Z, what these other people had said to that. So I sent them a link to some of the other uh, positive reviews that we had as well to balance that out. Uh Has it ever happened? Has it it, it ever happened that they raise an issue and uh, you can't rebut it so easily? I would say, you know, I can't think of a a recent example, but, 
you know, that, that can happen and comes up every now and then, but you know I, I what? think that Mike, happened to Mike, me. Mike, it, Mike, Mike, this is your second time on the show, so don't tell me you don't understand how it works. We like specifics <laughs> here. Okay, that can happen. That's not what I want to hear. I don't want to hear hypotheticals. I want to hear what really happened, okay? So hold on a second. There's a lot of people on the line. Has anybody had that experience? They're out there recruiting people, and uh, somebody says, I saw something on Glassdoor that, you know, turns me off your company. Anybody had that experience? I'm going to be fasting, too. What? He's talking to somebody else. I, I yeah. I've seen that happen. I've lost it's not a, Well, not you know what, Jim? Jim, are you at the end of a tunnel there? How can I talk to you? I just can recognize your voice. <laughs> it's because I'm in the car, man. You always, I, I got, I'm headed well, to the yeah, well, You know what? I'm going to have to I'm go into Bluetooth, the tape. I'm on the headphones. Okay. Well, that, congratulations, you know. Tell us what happened, Jim. Um, there was a client that had some uh, negative reviews on Glassdoor and addressed some of them. But people kind of on the side, they call up and they say, so are those true? Like they were trying to uh, figure out if it was worth their time to pop in. Um, uh-huh. They were somewhat true. It's always a, a point of view. It's like whether or not they like the CEO. The people who stayed loved it. Those who left it said, oh, I should have known. So it's kind of like okay. you say, yeah, it's a point of view. You just kind of a – So you just shrug it, it off. Yeah, 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 sub- well, yeah, subjective. Anybody else? Did I mean, somebody else raise – There's always some truth. Oh, Jim. Okay. Jim, I-, I just remembered an oh, I remembered an example. So the okay. other day, okay. I was trying to close, and I just had to think about it for a bit. So I had a candidate who brought up something. Um, they said something about advancement, and that they were concerned. They had seen a review that said that advancement was limited in in this particular area, and so they brought that up to me. And I, I talked to them, and I said, "Well, you know, that's not true." of every location. It depends on what's going on. There's certain locations that have certain advancement opportunities that, that you have to look at. And it's not true of every location, every situation. So that was one person's experience. So, you know, that's how I addressed it. And they, they said, well, that's fair. And I said, well, in your location, here's, here's several folks that have, that have spoken about this. And here's one of my, my, uh, my hires over the past couple of years I've kept in contact with, and they got, they got promoted. Here's, here's someone you can talk to. And so you give them a perspective that's real and, and a real-world example that can help them to resolve the concern, and I think that's a fair thing to do. Okay. Michael so. G. Cox, are you on the line? On? Yes. Can you move okay. on from Glassdoor? I mean, anybody can write anything on Glassdoor. I don't give it much credence. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. You're not a you're not a, a candidate, uh, uh, Kathy Manis. So we're talking about people who do give it credence because they're seriously considering a move. This guy Mike calls him up. Hi, you never heard of me before, but I want to offer you a great position with my company. I want you to take a look at it. The guy goes take a look. He looks at Glassdoor and says, "Don't go there, right?" He no, doesn't take it seriously. A lot of candidates do look at Glassdoor. I mean, you have to realize there's going to be those nuts out there or these, you know, stalker types that are going to write bad things about your company. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. You have to have a rebuttal. You can't okay, just shrug it off. Michael right, G. Cox, right. I want to talk to him. You posted yeah. on Twitter. Have you ever had problems recruiting somebody? <laughs> Sorry, you shouldn't yes. keep posting on Twitter. Just talk to me here. Have you ever had problems recruiting somebody because they gave you this information, they negative stuff they saw on Glassdoor? No, it, have trouble. No, it's easy to to overcome that sort of 
mm-hmm. uh, concern. Um, so when I'm having a conversation or when I'm communicating with an individual through email or text, no, that's never an issue. It's something that is mentioned and is very easily addressable. Right, hold on. The what are you problem, in the Kathy camp? You're, in, you're agreeing with Kathy here that you just say, I'm not answering that? It's nonsense? No. Is that what you're you, you, you answer it and you explain that, that I right. could log on to Glassdoor and leave a, re- a review for Google, and I've never worked there, and I can say whatever I want, and nobody can be held accountable. Well, you know what um, I would say then? I would say, Michael G. Cox... I don't care what you know. You to give me prove, prove it's not true. Just like Mike Rasmussen, he had a show yeah. where he he had a show that it's not true. You got to prove it. I'll prove no, it. No, no, no. To prove it, you have to have conversations. I combat it by just being honest. Yeah. Animal. Yes. And, and you have you, to have conversations, and you have to have scheduled conversations between that candidate and the team that he or she is going to be on, and the managers and. And eventually you start to realize what the truth really is. And I'm not saying that it's always positive or always best for that candidate, but at least we've gotten to the truth or or something that's real. Glassdoor is not. Um, Now, here's the problem with Glassdoor is that you don't know what candidates you're missing out on that are making rash decisions based on what they have reviewed or what they've seen at Glassdoor. Okay, that's let me wrap it up. That that's, I have. That's Look, that's here's, the whole point. This is what I hear. A rash decision. Okay, yeah. I, can't hear, I can't hear that person. Okay, look, here's yeah, what I hear. Can I say one thing? It doesn't Why do you let me say something first, okay? Here's <laughs> what I hear. I have to leave early. But okay, go ahead. The, go ahead. Isn't it up to the candidate to also do their due diligence and perhaps reach out to people who are working for that particular company and get feedback. I mean, no. it's not just the yes. recruiter. Yes, no, hold on, hold on. absolutely. It's, it's also a great tool when you do have somebody that talks to you about Glassdoor. It's, it's another great screening tool to see if that candidate is intelligent and will listen to other information. Because if, they're, if they were smart enough to do research and they said, hey, I saw this on Glassdoor, and you say, look, you give your explanation, and then you say, look, when you go to the interview, speak with them about that. And if the candidate's going to say, well, I saw this on Glassdoor, I'm not, I'm not interested, I don't want, to some degree I don't want to deal with that person again because they, they, yep. they're not willing to look at – they're not I open-minded. Canada has to do their research and, and be upfront about things, and oh, you know, yes. they have to do their due diligence too. I mean that's totally appropriate. So no, why, they don't do their due diligence, why would you want them in your company in the first place? Organization. Yeah. What you guys are uh, saying? We gotta quit saying that. Wait a second. We what what saying, you guys? Oh, they're just terrible. I'm glad we didn't have them in. That's total. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And but but wait, here's the thing: wait, guys are individual at how mid or higher levels of the organization are not making it. Look, I, I got I got to talk here. Out. You want me to play music? <laughs> okay. You want me to play music to cut you off? Look, time for commercial. what I got to say is, what you guys are saying is use Glassdoor as an opportunity to get them into the interview. Yeah, I'm glad you researched that, but you know what? You can't take it for granted with what's, take for granted what's printed right. on Glassdoor. Go in, right. talk to the people who are really there, ask the tough questions. They'll give you the answers, okay? Animal. Even better than I can. Let's not stop it here because of some rumor. That's essentially what you guys are telling me I should do with Glassdoor uh, bad reviews. Am I Animal. right about that? Yes. 
Mike yes. Rasmussen, and is that the answer? Mike yes, Rasmussen? Yeah, that is the answer. Having a conversation is always the answer. Yep. Yes. What if it's a data point. Yeah. You need to yeah. help your candidate understand it's a data point. It's just, a, it's just one uh, tool in their tool belt to help them get information. Well, and they I'm need impressed to... that nobody, nobody here feels really threatened by it. You know, you all take kind of the Kathy view. I got I to gotta do an ad. I have to do an ad. Jerry's not here, so I'm going to be able to do it, I hope, without a lot of interference. Look, hey, everybody, remember PC Recruiter, that great recruiting software company? You know what? Remember, if you listen during the introduction, I said love is not the answer, right? But here's what I meant. It's not the answer when someone is out to get you. But PC Recruiter, they're not out to get you. They love you. Right? And you can love them back. And here's what I mean when I say PC Recruiter loves you. It means PC Recruiter is inclusive. They don't care what kind of recruiting you're doing. You could be doing executive search or direct employment or temp. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know where I picked that up. But PC Recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why Martin Snyder, the boss over there, calls it the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. And if you don't know what a Swiss Army knife is, shame on you. He's going to tell you, Martin will, that there's a lot of good recruiting software out there. He doesn't deny it, but he claims that only PC Recruiter really embraces every kind of recruiting. And that's why I say PC Recruiter loves you, and it means something. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PC Recruiter. Net. I'm kind of happy after doing that that maybe Jerry should never come here. I won't have to fight for 10 minutes to do an ad. What a relief. Okay, but I'm going to ask one of Jerry's questions, Mike Rasmussen. Are you ready? Shoot. Okay. How many typos are okay on a resume before you rule the person out? You know, that's maybe I would say – two or three, but it depends on the job too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, spelling teacher, I, one. None. I mean, <laughs> honestly, honestly, if it's a, it depends on the job. On, if it's like a communications job, okay, you know, you probably, if you see a lot of spelling errors, uh, probably not a good idea. So, it, you know, I think it depends on the job so and the type your of role. Too. You know what? I like people who give a straight answer, not talk around something a million, you know, like you're starting to do. First you said two, then you started backing <laughs> off. Two is your answer. Okay, fair anybody enough. Else? Two, Pro- two or okay, three. Anybody there you else? Go. Anybody else got another answer? Just throw it out there. I do. For sales, 87. No depends. No depends. I want an answer. What is is the technical position you're you're (laughs) recruiting for? The only talent you can find is from India. They may have some grammatical errors or, or structure sentences in ways that we would not. Okay, That's a good so point. for an, I, I, better, okay, for an IT guy, you would take any. <laughs> Michael G. Cox says he doesn't care if salespeople can't spell or can't type, right? Uh, no, no they Michael G. Know Cox how says? To spell. That's what they I said. Know well, how to spell. Dude, well, it's a point Kathy, of pride. Why would you not have resume? Why would you, why would you have errors on your resume? <laughs> I what don't know. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking how <laughs> many will you tolerate? You should have people don't have errors on their resume on purpose. Yeah, I, if I, I need a resume writer, writer I, they resume, better write it properly. Hold on. Crazy. Hold it, on. Here's, it, here's one for you. How many times is there an error 
and you get referred a resume from somebody or another recruiter or sourcer has gone through it, and then you find two. I read every what? resume. Congratulations. Screw you, animal. <laughs> um, the, I think uh, if the person looks good, you have a conversation yeah. regardless of how many errors there are in the <clears throat> resume. Don't I want okay. that's a good coach point. Them on that. You can coach them Absolutely. on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a you good point. Yeah. People, you know, if you haven't spoken yet, please say your name. Like, uh, it sounded like David Perry was in there, but I don't know if it's him or not. I can't tell. Hey, I can't see you. This was Trevor. This is Jim Durbin from Trevor. Dallas, Texas. Trevor from Utah. Jim from Dallas. Yeah, Jim I, Jim, I recognize. I've known him forever. Okay, here, Mike Rasmussen. Are you with me? Yep. Yes or no? I'm yes. with you. Okay. Have you ever had to persuade someone who said he was not interested in moving to consider a move? Have you ever, you know, called somebody up, no thank you, Mike, and you try to persuade him or her? Yes, I've had to do that. And so Can you a situation Example. Yeah, well, Example. it came up recently. It was a managerial role. The the candidate um, wasn't quite ready to move, but I said, you know, let's just have a conversation. Let's talk about the position a little bit. I'll give you some specifics. Uh, let me give you the pay range. Let me give you all the parameters. Let me give you the benefits info. Let's see if th- is is that okay. And, and they said, sure, you know, why not have a conversation? So we did. And that individual, um, you know, just walked through everything. It turns out that they would be making more money by coming into our company and making a move. And so they did, and they wound up getting placed with us. So it's, I think it, you have to look at the big picture with them and, and really help them understand what the ramifications are for their job and their life. Okay. That's the bottom line. There's ways of accommodation Mind for those blown. people. It, again, if you have a very hard-to-fill position, we have one at Deloitte. They had to relocate this guy, but they, you know, he didn't want to miss his kids' tournaments on the weekends in soccer. So they let him go home on the weekends and paid for his flights. So there's ways of accommodating that. Okay. Oh, yeah. What we're talking about is if when you first call somebody and they, yeah. well, they right away, they, no. say, yeah. they say no. Okay. And so who was it? Was it your candidate, Kathy? Yes. And how did you get the, the person said no. How did you get? get to the negotiation stage well tell me why and 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 then and then you come to it you know, let me see if i can solve that problem how what did you do to get to the negotiation after the no after the no i said well what would you mind having a phone call with the manager what can it hurt but take you know 10 15 minutes of your time i don't want to move I, I don't want to move kathy didn't you hear me well then i just emphasize you know I go into their job, I interview them, I see if they're happy, if they're not happy, if they're not happy. This job, you know, 500 miles away might okay. make them happy. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I, I already said the guy's happy where he is. I don't want to move. Okay? It's not How if do he's you happy or not. It's not if he's happy or not. We're all candidates. Now all we're doing is discussing terms. And if the terms are right, the person will move. Okay, here's what happened with Mike Rasmussen. It was an interesting story. Mike, and not everybody would be willing to do this, Mike told them the salary range. Lots of people would not do that, and that's what sold this guy. Am I right, Mike Rasmussen? That is correct. Okay. Why wouldn't you? Who, who, would, who else would? So, who does well, not no, tell is people true? salary ranges? What? Who, who still Trevor. does not tell people salary ranges? Who doesn't tell people the salary? Are there salary? any recruiters out there that still do not I don't tell them. I don't tell them. This, this is Rich Rosen. Rich Rosen. 
You talk to Trevor right now. You don't tell this Mike Rasmussen. He he sold that guy because he told. It, it depends on the situation. Yeah, you know, it, it, you that, know, that's a good I, point. Yep, situation you know, is always situation. Why would you not share compensation range? Because if you well, you, you make sure they're in the right. They're going to get stuck on the top number. Well, there you I go. think you Human have to nature. ask questions tell, about their hot buttons. Tell them it's a 150 to 170 range. Hey, one at a time. One at a time. Let me hear. Rich hold on. Speak. Hold on. Let me hear what Rich has to say so we can move on past him. Rich, why don't you tell salary? <laughs> yeah, I don't tell. I tell. It depends on the situation, but it's never the. I'm never the first one giving a number out. If I know what their range is, and if, say the guy's making a 150 base salary. You know, and I know my client's only going to pay 130. Yeah, I'll tell them. Listen, they're never going to get that high. Yeah. You know, but if it's yeah, if the exactly. guy's making 130, and I know they're going to pay 150 to 160, right. I'm not going to give them the number. You know, one, you know, you don't know what the client's going to come in at, what stupid thing they're going to say. Right. So you, you tell them 150 to 160, they may come in at 140, they may come in at 159, mm-hmm. and then the guy's pissed because he didn't get the top number. Man, Human Mike nature, you set yourself up Mike for failure. Mike Rasmussen, weren't you afraid of that? Just what Rich and Michael G. Cox says, that they're going to fall in love with the top number and they won't understand it if they get less. Were you worried about that when you gave them the range? Because you said you gave them the salary range. Well, we had to talk about what his hot buttons were first. You know, we had to understand what was it that was going to close them in the first place. You know, was benefits more important? Was work-life balance more important? Was the money more important? So when it came down to it, money and benefits were the top. Concern, so that's when I revealed the range. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm sure if, okay, money's me... top, if money's the top concern, I would probably walk away anyway, more often than not. But that's just me. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. If, okay. If obviously, if he got a, he got a good hire of it. I don't. Yeah. If you, Mike, I agree with Mike. Candidate salary range. You can still, even if you say the number first, you can be very transparent about. Look, here's the range. Here are the things that we will be evaluating, here's what qualifies as this, here's what qualifies as that, and once the interviews are over and the hiring manager makes a decision on a number, you can have a transparent conversation with the candidate and say, look, you didn't qualify or, or we're not going to offer you 155, we're going to offer you 147, and here are the reasons why. Yeah. So, why, I, why I want, I want 160. He, he's still a little, he's going to be Let me tell you on, why you're qualified for this. And well, how our, our very good. merit reviews go, nope. and wh- how you can qualify for more. No, nope. no, nope. no. I would nope. be. Uh, that wouldn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> No, because you're making me. You're you're making me a promise, and I don't know if that if my manager is going to give me whatever the standard percentage is once I've been there for so long, and then you're I'm making a promise. You're laying out expectations. No, you're and you're but you're, expecta- it, it, but but you're making perception. Yes. I have a new training course. It's on negotiating salaries for recruiters. <laughs> why, why are you guys giving ranges? It's not, you just give a number, and then the number's flexible. So instead of 150 yep. to 170, you go, eh, 150. And they go, oh, my God, I'm making more. You go, well, it's like the base salary. We go higher than we have total cost. Well, why give many What you do is you hold. Trust me, I'm not going to waste my time or your time with, some, with, with you know, sending you an opportunity that's not going to meet your needs. You know, so there's got to be a little trust. You guys are complicating this. The secret is you give them the range, but you, you don't give them all the way up to the top of your range. You give them just 
a little bit under your range as well, so that you have a little bit more negotiating. I don't understand what's wrong with transparency. Don't use the word range. Right, are, don't yeah. use the word range. Okay, hold on. i got to do an ad. Process. i got to do an ad. I'll okay. come right back. You guys can argue with each other. If you let me do this, don't make me fight, okay? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey. Okay, if, this was, if Jerry was here, he'd be talking right through me even after I begged. To let me let him do let me do the ad, but now these guys have smartened up. It only takes ten seconds. They start quieting down. Here, the other day on my Facebook group, you know, I'm on it a lot, so I have to talk about it. But there was a recruiter there who said, "Man, I think that hire tool h i r e t u a l is an amazing sourcing tool." He said, "I'm going to switch to a cheaper subscription on that big database." and get all my recruiters' subscriptions to hire Tool. And you know why? Because it does a great job, and it saves you a lot of money while doing it. It does a great job, and it saves you money. How can you beat that? Right? And what does it do? Here's what it does. It builds you search strings for all the important sites you want to search on, like LinkedIn, Facebook, GitHub, Stack Overflow. If you were here last week, you heard Brian Fink say he spent hours teaching new recruiters how to build search strings, and then he showed them how to do it on Hire Tool. And they said, hey, you dummy, why do we have to learn to build complicated search strings when Hire Tool can do it for us in seconds, right? It sells itself. So go get a demo from my good friend, Nin Tran, N-I-N-H. T-R-A-N, and check it out at HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, HireTool.com. Thank you. Okay, now I'd just like to organize this conversation about uh, salaries. I think every, I don't know how to resolve this myself. Everybody's got a good point. If you give them a range like 125 to 150, most of them are going to fall in love with the 150 and think they deserve it. And if you give, you know, give them an offer for less, they're going to get upset, like Kathy says and some of the other guys. And here's Trevor. I want to hear Trevor takes the opposite view. Are you there, Trevor? Can you tell us why you believe in transparency? Yeah, absolutely. Why waste anybody's time if you're going to be if you're not even going to be in the right compensation conversation? There's nothing wrong with laying out expectations and saying, "Look, this is our current this is our current structure. This is how much we pay a junior person, a mid-level person, a senior person, or thereabouts. Here's what we take into consideration. We take into consideration what your expectations are, what your skill level is, how well you interview, what the market rates are. We know how much this position is making in the market. As you go through the interview process, and once you complete and we present our offer, we give you the entire offer benefits and everything included because it's never just about the salary. And here's why the manager feels like you qualify at this rate. Okay, here's, Trevor, here's what you Trevor, you know, yeah, uh, here's where you I'm in charge, through. not you. I'm in charge, okay? <laughs> if you I'm say, in charge, but I'm speaking. Let me finish. If you say 125 to 150 and they come in and offer this person 135, is he going to be upset? Not if you or explain the reasons and you've set that expectation yes. up. How often? You how may often? not get 150. You're going to have to kill it in the interview process. You're going to have to, you know, to you, you have to set it. the expectation up front. Okay, Kathy, and then we finish this off. It. Kathy, what, what do you yeah, want to say? 
there's a different way to go about it. Instead of saying what your range is, ask them what they expect in terms yeah. of a base. Why can't I you mean, do both? It, I do both. I, I ask about expectations, and then I'm also honest about my range. And if my range is higher than their expectations, I tell them that. That's how you solve yeah, gender, gender inequality I mean, gaps. You can't offer 170. You know, they want 170. And, and I got to move on. I got to move on. And I tell them on. that, too. Oh, please. I got to move on. Uh, Mike Rasmussen. Remember him? He's the guest, okay? <laughs> Mike Rasmussen. <laughs> Are you with me? Mike, I'm here. Will you, yeah, will, will, if somebody doesn't want to give you, you, like Kathy said, that you ask them what they're earning, this is, you know, a big issue now, and the person says, I read Liz Ryan. I'm not going to give you oh any information God. about my salary, <laughs> right? And, and the, but the person looks pretty good. You don't want to lose them. Will you send someone in for an interview without knowing what they're earning right now? Liz Ryan. So this is the way I would handle that. So really, I – look at my salary range, and then I'm going to give them what I know, you know, I want to keep a little bit in reserve just in case. So I, would, I might give them I might give them 10K under and, and have my, some negotiating room. Mike, you're answering the last question. I'm talking about a so different I give, question. I give them a range, and I say, look, here's my range, but I, I keep some in reserve. I don't give them the entire picture. I yeah. give them what I know the job will pay and where I think they're at. Yeah. And then I say, is that acceptable to you? And then if they uh-huh. say, yes, that's acceptable, then we'll go forward. But if they okay. say, no, I don't think that's yeah. going to work, then it just ends right there. Okay. So if you can't get some idea. Transparency. If you can't get some idea of what they're earning, you know, you coax them into a corner where they sort of have to tell you. If you can't get some idea, they're not moving ahead, right? That's, that's right. Just, that's right. Is that ever happened? Is that ever happened? If you're holding ten thousand back, then you cut her still with 10, 10 grand on the table. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's not true. transparency. Is all I'm saying. It's well, it depends. I mean, if, they, if you're reserving ten k that you're not talking about, I okay, think it Trevor, depends on the. I use it, it as a way. negotiating tool, depending on if I need to. But I usually, I would say about, I'd say about, I'd say about seventy to eighty percent of the time, I'm going to give them the full range. Okay, but what happens? What hap- have you ever have you ever actually had a situation where someone won't tell you what they're earning? Yes, it sounds like you I have. have, right? Yes, I have. Yes, and, uh-huh. and you always solve it like this, and it works. This this is what I do, and it usually works for me. But I have to. Bottom line, Michael, is tailoring. You have to tailor the conversation and find out what the hot buttons are at the front end, and then if if it comes to the money factor, and that's one factor. Then also talk about That's the other components. That's not what I'm saying, Mike. I'm asking well. you if you've ever turned somebody away. Say I cannot send you into an interview without having some clue as to what you need. Okay? Have you ever turned somebody away because they don't want to negotiate salary with you at the front end? Uh, yes, I have. Really? What did you say? Well, I mean, they just. You know, I gave them my range. I told them everything as much up front as I could, and they, they said, well, you know, this isn't going to work for me. And I said, well, that's, that's pretty much fine. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. they knew the money was no good. No, I'm saying yeah. they say, look, don't play games with me, Mike. You're not going to corner <laughs> me on this. I'm not talking salary at this point. Bring me in to talk to your manager. Okay. I'll see what he's got to say or she's got to say, and then 
I'll talk money with them. You just step aside on the money issue. And you say, okay, I'll send you in because I like your resume. Or do you say, look, I can't do that. I'm going to have to you know, say goodbye. Thanks for talking to me this much. Which is it? Well, I had one situation that comes to mind where I absolutely had to send in this candidate because they were really a rock star. And yeah. I had a manager who said money was not an issue. So I went ahead and sent him in anyway. Well, you know what? I think That's you have different. to understand where you're – maybe. I'm sure they were a rock star. What am I, crazy? They're a rock star. They're a rock star. I'm trying to get a situation – Okay, Alan, what did you want? I'm trying to get a situation where some <laughs> recruiter actually has to say, I, have to, I, I would love to bring this candidate in, but I'm going to have to turn my back on her because she won't talk salary with me before we get going. She I doesn't want to talk salary. Ago. I did that two days ago. What did you do? What happened? Tell us the story. We were talking. I was referred to a high-level professional, probably a 130 to 150 person. We had a nice first five ten minutes, and we were going. To, we and I said, look, just just out of respect, I want to make sure that we're in the right ballpark. Let me know what's going on. And he and there's ways the person can respond where they say, hey, look, can we talk a little bit more, and then I'll be happy. But this guy was just like, no, I really don't want to. I said, look, I just want to make sure. I don't care about anything else. I just want to get a starting point. And I throw if you're at 300000 a year, the conversation's done. And normally they laugh and they say, oh, okay, uh, this is where I'm at. And he just wouldn't, wouldn't. And, it also, and his attitude on the phone was kind of like, hmm. I said, you know what? I'll tell you what, maybe this isn't the right thing for you at this moment in time. So why don't we just keep in touch? And if you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to. But right now, um, let's just have yourself a good night. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to handle it. He took it off the table. Yeah, and he lost the guy, too. Okay. Yeah, but I got two. Yeah, so? You would have lost the guy anyway. anyway without having an in-depth conversation. You might as well lose him up front before you, you waste You're saving yourself a lot of time well, and anguish. I'd rather that's the date thing. If, if, I, yeah. Go ahead. Sometimes candidates, candidates will, will try to string you along, and you're trying to get to the bottom of it, and you're saying, well, what, what, what do you need? You know, you ask them, what do you need? And I think that's the question you have to ask. And if they if they kind of skirt the question, you know, are they going to be are they going to be playing games with you all the way through the interview process? You have to catch that up front. And if they'll and, do it okay. to you, they'll do it for. If they'll do it for you, they'll okay. do it to you. Yeah. Has so, anybody? And, and, has anybody? There's a lot of people still on the line. Does anybody want to say something who hasn't had a chance yet? Because everybody's talking over them. Anybody want think, to say something? I think Animal's the greatest guy in the world. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I saw I saw some reviews on on the Animal Show on Yelp that were all like one star, and somebody called me and said, "What do I think about it? Is it is is it really that much of a jerk?" And I said, "You know, I, I would suggest you listen to the show and make your own decision." And they said, "No, it's only one star. I'm not going to deal with it." But I'm the CEO of IBM. I, I, okay, fine. Thank you. Okay, the next question. Hey, hey, Mike Rasmussen. Mike Rasmussen, have you, ever had a, have you ever had a candidate lie to you? Because we always hear that they lie, but nobody ever comes here and says that's one of their biggest problems. I've, I don't remember anyone ever talking about it. Do candidates ever lie to you? Um, you know, I've had a time where a candidate did lie. Um, they, they gave me a situation where they had a certain start date in mind and they couldn't they they had a vacation planned and they had set it all the way up to the interview that they could start on a certain date 
and they totally lied about when they could start, and so we we had to let them go because of that. So it it was a little bit rocky, but that was that was a situation I ran into a while back. That's it. So it's very rare. It almost never happens. It to is you rare. In fact, this was wants. back at my last company. This didn't happen at ADP, but uh-huh. um, yeah, it was a situation like that. So. And that sounds. <laughs> is an anybody animal? else? What? That's and that, and that sounds like a lie from inexperience on that candidate's part because he wanted the job but he was afraid to bring up the yeah. vacation. Where most yep. good candidates will say, "Hey, just want to let you know, I'd love to start on the first, but I already have a vacation planned. Please let me know if it's an issue." Yeah. Okay. Does anybody yeah, else you, have a? You wish they would do that up front. But does anybody else have that. a story <laughs> about a candidate lying, blatantly yeah, lying but, about some skill? Oh, they lie all the time. Yeah. Who's I have that? candidates Who's lie about their ability rich. to pass a drug. They lie about their education all the time, yeah. too. So hold on. One at a time. Jim Durbin. Jim Durbin, is that you? You said you had a candidate lie about ability to, to pass a drug test? Is that what you said? That was Trevor. No. That was me. Trevor, you had a you had a candidate lie about that? Both as a corporate recruiter and when I was an agency recruiter. But how do they how yeah, can they that even only imagine that? on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Wednesdays? <laughs> You've had it too, Michael <laughs> I, Michael G. Cox? Same problem? Yes. Come on. I have uh, too. Had a candidate. We've all Seriously? had it. Absolutely. They all I had a candidate in Kentucky. This was two years ago when I was an agency recruiter. I had a candidate in Kentucky that was going to work for the gaming industry in Nevada. I got he oh. we offered negotiated a thirty five thousand dollar increase, and he failed for marijuana. And I had clearly told him numerous times that there was going to be a drug test because it was the gaming industry, and he still mm-hmm. didn't pass. Told yes. me he could wow. and didn't. Yeah, I had a guy take drugs the day, day of his drug test. The doctor said the score was so high that he, he had to take coke that morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? He, he only he only had People. three weeks' notice, so you know you can understand. Yeah. So was that, you is that mentioned in the job description that you can only do so much high for energy. some people? Yeah, high energy. Yeah. High is, energy. Is, yeah. Is, that, <laughs> is, is that the is that the number one topic on which people lie right now? Drug tests. No, no references, no, qualifications, education, week. and certifications. They lie about that too. Skill like records, records. Skills, guys. They all lie. Criminal records. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just assume most people are not being completely honest about their compensation too, but I, okay. I don't verify it. So it's just an assumption I make with people. They're going to shoot over what they currently make. And there's Great. no way to check it. No way to check well, that. Well, there is. is. But it's difficult. You can, a- you can ask for them. You can them, ask for their last few pay stubs at the offer stage. I mean, you can do that. If, yeah, and you, 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 you just tell them that. the client's going to ask for the W-2s at the final part of the, as far as the background. Right. Page. So if you're bullshitting, But mention that first. Mention that at the yeah. beginning. Of course. They don't yeah, get insulted about that? They don't get insulted about that? Yes. The ones that are not in the same realm usually do. Okay. I got to do another ad. I got to do another ad. Okay. Hey, everybody. The other day, you know where I saw something? I Is there a parrot on the line? No. Come on. The other day, on my Facebook group again, well, I'm always there, I saw a guy named Steve Schwartz say this. He said, PC Recruiter rules. And you know why? Because it offers great support and features that help me make placements. It's totally worth the cost compared to the value. I swear that's what he said. And then there's Nick Mazur, 
who listens to this show. He says, we use PC Recruiter, and we love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust features. I never hear anyone use that term robust except in software. And here's what I saw a couple of other people say. I won't name their names because I don't know them. I'm a solo recruiter and I use PC Recruiter. I'm very pleased, even though I probably don't use all the functions. And uh, another guy, finally, I've been using PC Recruiter for six months. It's very configurable. But I'm going to tell you something I learned away from PC Recruiter. I watched a, a webinar and I think it was Lisa Jones who said, look, if you don't invest in training, you are wasting your money on your software. And this guy who bought PC Recruiter, he did invest in training, and that's why it was easy for him to configure. Otherwise, if you don't get training, you're going to be lost with any kind of recruiting software. So let me recommend that to everybody. And then let me say, go check out PC Recruiter at PCRecruiter.net. And tell them animals sent you. PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Okay, so we've only got 10 minutes left. And, you know, I barely got, let me see. Let me ask, do you use, do you do reference checks? It's not my most exciting question, but since you're saying, you, you know, we're talking about checking on people, do you do reference checks, Mike Rasmussen? Apparently some people don't ever do them. We actually do employment verifications, so we don't entirely all. do that's full all? reference checks now. That's yeah, all? We do, yeah, we check to make sure that everything matches, and then we check if they're eligible for rehire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which now, is similar to a reference check, I guess. Do. That's all you can do, really, in the corporate world. Yeah. Really? I, I, yeah. I do thorough reference checks. Maybe it's different here. <laughs> well, no, the, the key question to... is if they're eligible for rehire. I think that tells you right. all you need to know right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think do so. Quote unquote backdoor reference checks. Exactly. If you have something in your organization, yep, that's another. Work with someone that is another option. They work for. No, I hate those. I hate those. For yeah. all you know, the candidate was sleeping with some guy's wife, and the guy that you're asking the reference for um, internally hates them. Wait, sounds like you're trying to that more than we have, Kathy. You know, you're watching huh? too many soap operas, Kathy. You Dude, know, I, here's, I, here's, I'm, here's, I'm watching no, I'm the countdown on CNN of Comey. 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 Not Comey. Not Comey. Comey, okay? That's so interesting. What the about show is. I'm watching the clock tick down on CNN. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, actually... Well, what was I going to do? You know, Mike, uh, there's something I'll ask you, but I don't want you to talk around it. Just either you know, answer it straight or don't answer it at all. You you okay. brag on your LinkedIn profile that you were a, a Dale Carnegie coach, and you use those principles okay. every day in your life. And then you use uh, you quote Emerson that you're a kind of a guy who's you know willing to have his own opinions even when they differ with the group's opinions. Uh, do you have any examples when you've actually done that? Oh, you want Dale Carnegie or you want uh, which one? Whatever's easiest for you. Just give me an example. Well, let's use the heroic one where you quote Emerson at length about having the guts to stand alone and tell your truth, even if you're in a group that opposes you. Have you ever done that? I have had to do that, and there's times where you have to stand on your own two feet and hold to your opinions, especially when you're right on something. So, give me an example. Story. So uh, there was an example where. I had to, you know, really tell, talk about a strategy for a hiring scenario that we were putting together for a managerial role. 
And, you know, all the, the, the committee, the hiring committee didn't agree with the approach, but I said, you know, based on the available talent in this area and based on the, the demographic data that we have, you know, what you're trying to do isn't going to work. And here's what I would do, and I gave them my opinion of how to approach that situation. I said, you know, you might want to try X, Y, and Z to make it work. And they accepted my recommendation. So it, it's, you know, you have to stand on your own two feet at times, even when, when your opinion may or may not be popular, even if you're, I mean, especially when you're right. Okay. Was there a chance in that situation that it might have, if you know, they might have reacted negatively to you and it could have hurt you? Or was could it have. really, yes, it, it could, could have. have. But yeah, but the data is what you need to back up your, your efforts in the way that you back up your decisions. So if you have a recommendation... Uh-huh have real data that show, I mean, for example, the, the market data showing, you know, the available talent and the other available circumstances that, that help to show exactly what's out there. I mean, I use LinkedIn to, to show them what the available market shows. I use other tools that are out there that can help me do that. So it's get a realistic expectation so you can show them what the supply and demand of the market is in the talent market. Okay. That, Next that was what helped me in that situation. Next question. Have you ever had a hiring manager complain that she didn't like the candidates you were bringing in? I mean, yes, that, say, that does yeah, happen. Yes. Give me a story. <laughs> give me a story. Okay. Well, I had one where, you know, they had given me a profile up front and they said, this is what we want. And I sent them some resumes after I had done some screens. And I said, hey, these candidates meet the, the qualifications. They have the certifications you want. They have the other things you want. And then they said, well, you know, it's not enough experience. It doesn't, you know, it's not enough experience. Well, this person has like seven or eight years of experience. And they said, I said to them, well, what do you want, 10 to 15? And, and they go, well, we want experience more in this area. I said, well, why didn't you tell me that up front? <laughs> so, you know, it was a recalibration of sorts, but we still wound up filling that position at the end of the okay, day. Okay, did she, did she say, yes, the responsibility was mine. I guess I made a mistake. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I was talking magic. about some. In that, yeah, I was talking in about something. Let me, uh, let me just repose that. I was talking about something <laughs> a bit more dramatic where they say, get in here, okay? <laughs> what are you sending me this crap for? These guys stink. And they really scold you like it's your fault. And then you say, listen, sister, look at what you told me. Okay, I'm filling it to a T. And if you don't like it, you better take a look in the mirror and see how you should uh, redefine that job. It wasn't confrontational at all, the story you told me. It was, it was like pablum. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was to, to a degree. They were not, you know, they didn't like what they had gotten sent and they were concerned. So it, you know, yeah. Okay, let me ask. I'm asking the wrong question. Do you ever have to deal with prima donna temperamental hiring managers? I think every recruiter has to deal with that at some point in their career. Can you tell us a story? Can you tell us a story? Uh, this isn't at my current company, but it happened many, many years ago. I was dealing with a governmental. So it doesn't um, happen very often. Client. Is that number one? It doesn't happen often. You've got to dredge way back into your past to draw up a suitable story. <laughs> is that right, or is there something more well, recent? If you you actually could. If you tell want us, something more want. recent, I could give I could give you one, but there well, was. Give a us time the wildest that, one. I want the wildest one. Okay. Well, this was a long time ago. It wasn't at my current company. Okay. So this was okay. with a governmental client. They, they actually worked in a situation where we were hiring uh, administrative assistants. And of all things, they just they had a certain thing in mind. They, they put all these people through things. And 
So the candidate experience was a concern because they have multiple client candidates, and they, they put all these folks through a test. And so this, this hiring manager comes back and says, well, we don't have enough candidates. We need 25 more. And I'm like, well, you we should only put your top 10 to 15 in this in this." You know, and then they like to drill down all the way because it's it's government. They have to they have to. Have you know, you're losing me. I wanted an exciting story. <laughs> Let me talk to Maureen for a second. Maureen, I'm sorry. Vocab- <laughs> Maureen, vocabulation. I'm here. I'm here. Mo- vocabulation. <laughs> vocabulation, Maureen, is mm-hmm. not an animal bad word. I made it, it up myself be. this morning. I, I know made it up my. I, know, I made it up I myself. Mm-hmm. I like it, okay? okay? And look, I have okay. to tell you something else. Maureen is complaining, I think, because I said she for the manager. Well, mm-hmm. this guy, the guest, he's always talking about they. It's We mm-hmm. know it's one person, but he's always using the plural. He's afraid I find to it say confusing. It, it bothers me. me, okay? Because people will rush in and say, well, what about she? And accuse him of being a sexist. That's why okay. he says they. Thank you, Maureen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you who else, picked up the who banner. Else, who else has a question for Mike Rasmussen that they'd like to raise? Four I minutes left. Question. I have a quick helpful question for him. Mike, when you're doing your work at you're at ADP, do you guys have access to the CEB CEB's products? Uh, oh, you're talking about the assessment that? products, what right? What is it? What um, is I it? Animal, calm down, okay? I'll get to it. All right. So... I forget what the initials stand for, but basically they have an expensive tool that when he's talking about the managers and comp and everything, it's actually not a bad tool to get the corporate hiring managers to say, here's the demand for the skill, here's the supply of the people locally, et cetera, here's the comp. And usually the comp is higher than what the company is saying. It's a really good tool to convince the managers and give them more data. It's expensive, so most so I would think ADP has it. He just has to get access to it. That's all. I just wanted to give him a tip. There's one that I'm trying to remember that I used recently. And, and so I use LinkedIn. I use, I use salary.com. I use a wide variety of other tools just to get a, a good barometer of what I'm looking at. Final um, question. Final question. Do young okay. candidates, do young candidates really find themselves attracted to companies with an idealistic purpose or are they more interested in money? Because there's a million articles saying, oh, these young people, they, it's really important to them what the company's goals are and what they're doing for the world as opposed to their salary. I don't believe that for a second. What's your experience, or do, if you have any? They're not paying taxes yet. <laughs> well, Mike you know, many times um, new grads are especially looking for an opportunity that's going to meet several areas on their checklist. Um, money is one factor, of course. You know, I, most of them that I've had experience with realize that, you know, it's not, um, they're not going to make, you know, 300000 out Hold of their on. first Did job. You hear most my of them question? understand that. Did you hear the question? I didn't ask if they're happy with their money. I said, is money important or is company purpose more important, okay? You think about that for a second while I start thanking everybody for coming on the show. First of all, Jim Durbin. He's at sourcingworklab.com. That's the name of his new uh, 
to uh, recruiter training business, Michael G. Cox. He's great. I love him having him on the show. Thank you. The guy with the voice, the, the deep voice, there's always someone with a resonating voice right now. That's Alan Fleur, the great, most famous sourcing uh, phone sourcer in the world, Maureen Cherub, Trevor, Trevor Noah, or Trevor Smith? Trevor, Trevor Smith. Smith. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Trevor Noah's the guy on TV, okay? The great Kathy Manis, Kathy's Corner. Rich Rosen, thank you for coming on. The billion-dollar biller. Okay, he's a million-dollar biller. Okay? And Mike Rasmussen, before I th- – I don't th- did I forget anybody? I don't think so. Uh, Mike Rasmussen, before I thank you, did you come up with an answer? Are, are young people looking for a mission? Go ahead. You know, many of them, I think, are looking for uh, corporate values that meet their own idealism. Uh, so that could be, you know, their social causes and the things that they are interested in. I've seen that definitely with millennial talent. How do you disabuse them of that? Say, look, get real, kid. You know, this is the real <laughs> world. You have to support yourself. This company has a valuable place, you know, in, 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 the, in the business, in the li- business life of this country. this conversation takes more than 30 seconds. No, it doesn't. Well, in- no, it's not the answer. Just tell him to it like that, okay? Wake well, up, kid. ISIS is out there, okay? Love is not the answer. Look at the real estate prices in Toronto. Love is not the answer, okay? You want kids? Smart enough. Okay. I, I think I think that they they do value money, um, but I think they're also realistic. I think many of them know that they have to to earn their way forward. That's what I've seen anyway. But yeah, they, okay. they, they tend to be more idealistic than previous generations from what I've seen. Oh, I don't think so. No, no. I, I think at least when I was younger, everybody was idealistic. Or maybe I just didn't really understand the world. I didn't. Anyway, well, Mike Rasmussen, don't argue with me now. You're finished, okay? Thank you okay, for coming on. I hope you come back again. I would everybody, love to. Thank you. Where's the music? Mike. I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. Here's get... the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about. Gary, if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly, animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If if he, Oh, we're looking ahead, and the future does not look good for LinkedIn. Uh, okay, every... so the first issue... I divided your article up into issues, okay?